Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. Through the years, I have learned that those I'm grateful to God for, I should be praying for. And the amazing reverse of that is also true, that as I pray for people, I am more grateful to God for them. Uh, one of the uh, men who God really used in my life years ago as a friend and as a mentor working on a church staff, early on said to me that he and his family had a practice every day that every time they prayed, they would pray for their pastor and for his family. And he said to me, he said, it, it has been a great thing for me and my wife, but it's been a very good thing for my children. He said, our kids grew up praying for the pastor, praying for his wife, praying for his children. And he said, it's an amazing thing how God knits your heart with people and prepares you to follow people and to, to be influenced by people that you're praying for. And I say all of that to say to you that I want to talk to you about how to pray for your pastor. You know, many years ago, I was studying through the Word of God. I was studying through the prayers of the Apostle Paul. We've studied some of those in our time together. And they're rich. Oh, they're so wonderful. But I found an amazing thing that throughout the writings of the Apostle Paul, not only did he pray for the churches that he wrote to, but repeatedly he asked them to pray for him. You know, it's really hypocritical for us to expect a pastor to pray for us and invest in us if we're not willing to do the same for him. You see, a pastor is a fellow church member. Uh, he is another member of the body. Now, he's been called to shepherd the flock. Uh, he has been called to help lead, but he still needs to be ministered to. Have you ever wondered and asked yourself who ministers to the minister, who encourages the pastor? Well, the most encouraging thing you can do for your pastor is pray for him. With that in mind, I want to take you to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 today. It is a tremendous chapter. I wish I had time to walk you through it. Maybe someday we'll do that together. Because there is a long list of admonitions in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, famous ones. Uh, verses like, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, abstain from all appearance of evil. All of those verses and truths are found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And it's in the context of living in the last days on the verge of the Lord's return. In other words, there are certain things we ought to be giving attention to at this juncture uh, in history. Well, on that same list, there is an admonition that is rarely talked about. It's found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 12, where the Bible says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Let me just tell you, if those two verses were understood, believed, and applied by every church member, uh, there would be very few conflicts in local churches between pastor and people, because there'd be a certain attitude among the people of God towards the servant of God. Listen to the verses again. We beseech you, we beg you, brethren, to know them which labor among you. Now, the word there for labor literally means to the point of exhaustion. 
Uh, you know, ministers labor oftentimes behind the scenes, not just on Sunday, all through the week, many times all through the night, in prayer and in counseling and giving of themselves to the point of exhaustion. And that should be recognized by the people of God. Uh, the Bible says that they are over you in the Lord. Uh, remember that one of the words that is used in Scripture for the pastor is the title bishop, which literally means to, to be over, to oversee. That doesn't mean they are over you like a Lord is over you. They're over you as an under-shepherd. They're under the Lord, uh, but under the Lord they've been given the responsibility to oversee God's people and God's work. And then the Bible says they admonish you. Think of all of the wonderful truths from the Word of God that we learn and have explained and taught to us through the pastors that God calls and equips. And the Bible says not only should we know them, but we should esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and we should work to be at peace among ourselves. In other words, spiritual church members have a certain regard for God's servant. They don't worship Him. We worship the Lord alone. But they esteem Him. They esteem Him very highly in love because of His work's sake. That comes directly from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now, with that context and with that principle being given, if you come down to the end of the chapter, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 25, Brethren, pray for us. And so he says, Brethren, know those who are over you, esteem them very highly, work to be at peace, and pray for them. In fact, he makes it very personal that Apostle Paul includes himself here. He says, Brethren, pray for us. Can you hear your pastor saying that right now? Can you hear the Bible teachers saying, we need your prayers? Uh, I remember many years ago when I worked on a church staff, the pastor that I served for, every time I asked him, can I do anything for you? His, his number one answer to me was this, just a lot of prayer. Just a lot of prayer. Uh, you see, you should pray for your pastor on a regular basis. And as you do, not only are you investing in him and encouraging him, but you're actually having a part in everything that pastor is engaged in. So you're now part of the ministry. Your prayers will go far beyond just your prayers because it's going to multiply into all of those people that he is ministering to. And uh, there are several specific things that ought to be prayed. Think about your pastor's responsibility, the burden that he bears. Think about the battles that he fights. I'm telling you, the devil unleashes all of hell's arsenal on people who are trying to lead in the work of the Lord. Do you understand? If he can get the pastor, then he can scatter the sheep. If he can get the shepherd, then he can do damage to the lambs. And so we ought to uphold the pastors in prayer. If you love your pastor, if you're grateful to God for him, then you ought to pray for that one that has been given to you. Pastors are a gift to the church, Ephesians teaches us. And so you're entering into that work with him. Uh, let me just ask you this way. Do you believe your pastor should pray for the flock? Uh, would you even want to be a part of a church where a pastor never prayed for those that he ministered to? Well, I would remind you that as surely as he should pray for you, you should pray for him. And that comes directly from the Word of God, directly from the Scriptures. Uh, could I remind you that pastors are believers? that they have the same needs and the same hurts in addition to the, uh, the responsibility and the pressure that comes upon someone that's leading in the work of the Lord.
Now we've talked about how to pray for those you love and certainly you can take John chapter 17 and Colossians chapter 1, these great prayers that we've studied and apply that to the life of your pastor. But I want to walk through the New Testament with you and show you seven distinct occasions where the Apostle Paul asked for prayer and in each one he asked for something specific. If we're going to get specific answers, then we've got to learn to pray specifically. And so I want to challenge you to join me as we walk through the Word of God over the next several studies and learn how to pray for our pastors and teachers and spiritual leaders. In the words of the Apostle Paul, Brethren, pray for us. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.